Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Wednesday Q&A. You ask the questions and I answer. But today I even have another physical therapist, my dear friend Kristen, Williams, who is on the Lit Daily with me, um, here today to help me. So we're going to just bounce ideas off of each other and answer the questions that you have submitted. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you very much, Laura. Welcome. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here are the questions for us. So Alter Lotiva asks, types of movements that are best for each moment of the day, flexibility, strength, and mobility. Wow, that's a big, a big one. <laughs> You want to you want to start off? I'll start. I can tell you where my mind always goes to, and that's like rotation, um, rotation, rotation, rotation. That is what feeds our spine. So if that's one thing I'll give my patients, it's you know get that twist. Whether it's just sitting in your chair if you've been sitting for a while, you know stop and turn. If you're lying in bed, bend the knees up, let them rock from side to side just to warm yourself up. Um, that really gets not only the spine going, but just the fascial stretch and the muscles. You kind of get those juices flowing. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Num- number two for me is extension, like thoracic extension, getting someone opening up that chest space. So for every day, I would say those are the two exercises I give people the most, thoracic extension and just spinal rotation. How about you, Laura? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. And actually, Alter Lativa also asks, uh, best way to align sit when studying for long periods of the time. So I'm going to take you through, you know, just piggybacking what Kristen said, because you asked both of these questions. Basically, if you're sitting for a long period of time, you're going to have to get up some. You just need to change positions. Sitting in itself is not terrible. It's just that when you're sitting, it is best to have either support 
from a physical, like an external source, like a really good chair with a, you know, back for that supports you and gives you, or gives you feedback for support, but also to have some of your own support. Like they're, you're kind of hugging around your spine. It doesn't have to be vigorous. And of course, there's going to be many moments where you will just space out and not do it. But if you can remember throughout the day when you're sitting to do that, that's great. Also, like Kristen said, if you're sitting for a long period of time, take a break and do a rotation right in your chair. Do an extension where you really kind of puff up your chest and slide your scapula together to get some thoracic extension, like you're doing a big roar. Do that kind of do the opposite of what a sitting slumpy position would take you in. And then throughout the rest of the day, just to add on to what she was saying, I totally agree. I mean, the thoracic spine is the largest segment of your spine and your spine is like the largest part of your body. So you need to keep that mobile and thoracic extension and rotation are two amazing ways to do it. The other thing you need to really keep mobile is your hips. So doing some kind of hip mobility drill, it could be as simple as you know, work on hip flexion where you're pulling your knee up, like think high marching, uh, work on getting some extension, maybe in a low lunge. You can also do that in your chair if you like get one butt cheek on the chair and one knee off the chair. So you're getting some opening for the front of the hip with the, the knee that's on the ground and the butt cheeks on the chair is just, you know, inflection. But you need to keep your hips mobile as well. I think actually if you keep those three points of focus Everything else will kind of sort itself out. You might have to pay a little extra attention to the other, you know, the top end, your neck, bottom end, your ankles. But those are the things to really make sure that you check the boxes off every day, the thoracic extension, rotation, and hip mobility. And, you know, go on the lit daily. We have lots of uh, options and just little you know, if you check in now, by the time this is coming out, uh, we will have hopefully a new platform up that really gives you even more customizable features. So you can look like, hey, what is 10 minutes? What's 15 minutes? Hey, I have 45 minutes. What's something for thoracic extension and rotation? And you can really customize it. Get some ideas off of it and then do those little um, movements throughout the day. So you don't have to like stop for a whole 20 minute block of a class, but take some classes and then get some ideas of the movements from those and put them into your day. Yep. And then one thing I tell my patients, especially um, a good way to cue yourself is to set a timer on your phone for like, it'll go off every hour. Boom. That's your cue to just move for, you know, 60 seconds. And that way you don't have to remember it. It remembers for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here is something I always tell people. We are uh, somewhere around 60% water. I mean, that's a lot. We're just like big jugs of water with (laughs) some stabilizing features like our bones, which are not as hard as we think. It's a bone matrix, which has a soft component to it as well. We have fascia and then we have like all this uh, other things, our organs, our muscles. and But we have a lot of water and, and think of water. Water is need, fluid. We need to be fluid to feel fluid. And so you don't want to be like, become like an ice cube. <laughs> an ice cube settles and it, and it hardens. And that's kind of what happens when you're sitting or standing in the same position. So um, be fluid. Yeah, fluid. And it breaks. It breaks. Water breaks. I mean, uh, ice breaks. Water yeah. doesn't. So that There you go. That's right. Don't be a crusty old ice cube. <laughs> That's our motto. <laughs> uh, well, Alter Lativa, she's on it today. Or he. I'm not sure um, who you identify as. But Alter Lativa, again, asks how to properly stand up. You want to take that one on as well? 
Yeah. So I wonder if that's a question of how do you come from sit to stand or how do you hold stand? So I'm going to answer it both ways. Um, Mm -hmm. When you're coming from sit to stand out of a chair, the biggest thing that I will tell people is, you know, use momentum and use biomechanics to your advantage. So the whole idea of shifting forward to get up in physical therapy, we learned way back when the little saying, nose over your toes. You know, that, 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 that's how I teach my elderly patients to get up with more ease. And really, we should be using that throughout our regular lives as well. So shifting to the edge of the chair, shifting forward, getting your nose over your toes, and then grounding down into the earth to stand up. So you're using your butt and your hamstrings. That, that holds true not only from coming from sit to stand, but coming from just a forward folded position to coming upright. And then when you're standing up, if you're a yogi, I think of mountain pose. Mountain pose is a great kind of way to check in. Laura, you call it the triple S, where you know we're getting this plumb line of ear over shoulder, over hip, over ankle, and just growing tall and lifting up through the crown of the head and rooting down through the heels. Beautiful. I would, I would say the same thing. And sometimes if you think of like when you are in that like nose over the toes, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't been with a really senior or a, you know, rehab patient in a while. And now it's like, cause that unweights, you know, it's shifting your weight forward, but you lever, it's like, you're using your legs to lever into the floor it's physics. You push down and you will lift yourself up because you put the biomechanics uh, or the force vectors in a, in a position that allows that hip extension and uh, the spine to come upright. And so use all that. Don't struggle with it. Or also don't just kind of like pull yourself up in ways that over time aren't going to really serve you. So just think of, yeah, how, how your feet are grounded and pushing down into the floor is like a lever to lift you up um, once you get the nose over your toes. Okay, moving on to Caroline Hugs. Left side, she says the left side of the core is really strong, but the right side doesn't fire so quickly. Any suggestions? Well, I'm gonna, I'll start this one and then you can um, tag on to it, Kristen. I, I mean, I, I think anytime you feel like one side is delayed in firing, you have to bring in kind of supplemental firing agents is what I would call them. Like, Use your hands, use your vision, you know, when you can. So if you're doing abdominal work, like look at that side, vision going to that area. You're not going to always have your eyes as agents of, of um, assistance, but when you do have them there, use them. Because when you focus on something that you're, you're stringing together neurons to uh, project or to execute the function you want, and that all starts in the brain. So vision is a huge part of your brain. And so look at it, tap it, put more demand on it. So if you know that your right side is not firing as quickly, maybe do something like a right forearm side plank and just stay there and give it and think, fire, fire. You know, I talk to myself all the time, like fire, mother effer. (laughs) You know, it's just like, you know, in the best way. It's like, it really, it's like, okay, you know, lead the charge. So those are what those are the things that I immediately come up with, and and I'm sure you have some more. Yeah, no, I agree 100. Um, mirrors are great. You know, like you said, look at it, but also use a mirror. Look at yourself. Look at you know, watch yourself move and look for asymmetries because we can't feel as well what we can see. So we don't even know our body is the body is so amazing in its ability to adapt. 
that we start creating adaptations that may not be biomechanically sound for our structure. And then the next thing you know, you injure yourself. So by getting in front of a mirror, watch yourself move. So you might be able to discover, oh, that's why my right side isn't firing as well because my left leg is over here or my, you know, my, you know, so it could be something that's actually on your quote unquote stronger side that is throwing off the quote unquote weaker side. So use that visual cue. Like, like Laura said, I love that. I tap to tap the, tap the side, tap the butt, tap whatever's not working. And then use your vision is another cue that I would give people. I agree. And, you know, now we have iPhones, everybody, you know, it's like not everybody does, but you know, the ones that have it record yourself, take some screenshots. Like Kristen said, we don't know our imbalances. We don't know until we see them through the eye, through like our third, like a third, you know, third person, you know, you can't like go into the internal camera because that has just gotten accustomed to the way you move and the way you you know, you're in balance. So you have to have a mirror, a phone, something that's giving you that um, extra feedback. Okay. Nicole Printon, as we both know and love said, oh my gosh, my girl crushes because <laughs> she knew we were doing this together. We love you, Nicole. Okay. And then I have all this wonderful inappropriate stuff too. I always get great inappropriate <laughs> things. All right. Moving on from there. Sirna. S-I-A-R-N-N-E asks, can you ever lengthen the hamstrings slash Achilles to get feet flat in a parallel squat? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I'll let you start with that one. I know what I'm going to say. Just by the way, if you're in a squat, you're not, your hamstrings aren't, they're, they're not being pulled. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on slack. So you don't have to worry about them. Um, you're probably referring to maybe like lower down calf Achilles and stuff like that. So can you get your let's say your calves and your Achilles more lengthened? Can you? Yes. Um, I think I always ask why, you know, why, what is the goal? So when someone says, I want to be able to do this and I always come to function. And the question is, you know, is that, do you have to be able to do that? And exactly what type of squat are we talking about? So in an ideal situation, yes, we love that triple flexion. Triple flexion is hip flexion, knee flexion, ankle dorsiflexion. Yep. We have, yeah, exactly. Because that's a big part of a squat, which is also going to be, I think, reflective of your Achilles slash calf flexibility. But some people may need a little crutch, which, you know, putting a little something under the heel so you can still get down into that squat without cranking on your Achilles is a great way to add a little modification to get down into that squat. So I'm not sure, what what do you have to say, Laura? Because maybe you're... Well, I was going to say, I think this brings up a really good point because people talk about stretching the Achilles tendon. A tendon is there to take the muscle to the bone and the, it takes the, the composition of the muscle and changes it. So it's collagen and elastin, highly um, strong, like a lot of collagen. And so collagen is not really made to it's not made to be elastic. It's made to maintain, you know, like, cause you need that tensile strength for the attachment. Cause you're taking a larger, like look at the gastrocnemius, the belly of the calf and you're thinning it out. So I always want to, to educate people that like our goal is not to stretch out the Achilles. Our goal is to make the 
tissue around it more pliable. And there could be a lot of reasons why it's not. You know, like she's saying, if you are squatting and your heels are coming up, that could be your Achilles. I mean, that could be the tightness in your calf. It could also be that your the talus, this bone in your ankle is not is not sliding back. And that could be, who knows, maybe you sprained your ankle or did something or, you know, there could be a lot of like genetic components as well. But probably once you get that joint mobility gliding back more towards the calcaneus, you the tissues around it will adapt to that as well. So it's not just about like trying to like pull on the Achilles. It's, it's the mechanics of the ankle as well. I, that's what I really look at. So similar to like touching yourself in other ways, I say, put your hand on the front side of your, where, where the lower um, shin bones come. Well, it's really the tibias coming down. Um, think of the shin there and how it, where it meets the ankle and just kind of make a C shape with your hand and put it at the joint space there. So when you start to do that, that flexion, you want to press, glide that back. Now you can also put your fingers in there and help with the gliding. And you'll feel like if that has been a really lodged, like two bones that are kind of wedged together, you can try and help with your own fingers. It can help. I have seen people, many people work on this because a lot of it is just, they weren't doing that. They just figure, you know, your body, like Kristen said, your body's smart. It'll figure out another way to get you down to the ground where, where that's not gliding back. Another good one. And I think we have a class on class or two with that action where we're, we're showing that. Yep, definitely. That posterior glide of the talus. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, let's do one more question here. This is by Lacey Land. We know Lacey. Um, how are the diaphragm and psoas connected and how does that relationship affect breath? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I'll start off by saying a little bit. Okay, so so uh, everything is connected in a way, like, but that doesn't really help, you know, when we just say everything's connected. Well, okay, but things are more directly connected, and that means they're more directly impacting each other. So the diaphragm is this kind of upside down parachute. It's often described as it goes underneath the ribs. It attaches to the xiphoid, um, and it does attach to other muscles. There's they share attachment, and the psoas is one of them. So the psoas runs from the bottom thoracic spine and lumbar spine through the body and it meets up with the iliacus and then they connect together in the front at the lesser trochanter. All that is to be said that if your pelvis is tipping forward in an anterior tilt and your psoas is then mechanically shortened because of that position, it pulls on all the attachments that it has, which would include the diaphragm. So your posture affects your breath. And this is why when people say posture doesn't matter, I just want to like, <laughs> you, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, Bleh! okay, it matters because you, it will, to optimize function of everything, movement and breath, you need a, a more neutral pelvis and spine. And it does set the diaphragm up because of this, like kind of encasing it has in the thoracic cavity. So that's the main thing is that it shares attachments. It also shares attachments with the quadratus lumborum. And that's, you know, those are, that, those are a paired muscle in your low back that, that attach from your pelvis to your rib cage. So the lower ribs, anything else you want to add to that? No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. When we're talking about the core, we think of it like a cylinder and the, the QL and the psoas kind of attached to that backside of the cylinder and the diaphragm is the cap. 
So whenever you have an abnormal, like you said, pulling an anterior tilt, a tightness, or or and that's it's not just the psoas, like you said, the QL. You got the hamstrings that attach to the pelvis, which you know. So it's all directed, you know, all connected to, amen, sister, your posture. Try to take a deep breath when you're bending forward. It's a heck of a lot harder. Come up tall with a good upright posture, a lengthened psoas, and you can take a much deeper breath. Um, so the better your posture is, the better we can breathe. And so, yeah, it is quote unquote all, all connected, but that is, I think that core connection is what you hit the nail on the head with. Yeah, it is. And it's it's so amazing when you do get that neutral pelvis. I know, I know just think about being in a car for like eight hours or something and how just no matter what, you're just going to be more compressed. It's like you can't move, you can't wiggle around. And, and all those wiggling that we do throughout the day do help. It's like our body knows to kind of shift, 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 and, and the car kind of confines you. So you get out and there's just, it is a feeling like you're exhausted. And I think the exhaustion is is so, it, it's multi it's multi, multifaceted. You're, your energy is low because you haven't been recycling it. But I also think you haven't been breathing well, you know, and your breath is like, and and so think about if you're not breathing as well, you really aren't taking in the amount of oxygen. All that makes you feel sleepy, tired, dull, lethargic. So it's, that's how much the, you know, diaphragm is a big part of our, of optimizing breathing. And um, we know from so much research that when people are, uh, restricting their breathing up into the chest and not getting it down into the diaphragm. Uh, this is the state of sympathetic nervous system fight or flight. It's shallow, it's not effective, and it's anxiety producing, quite frankly. So there, yeah, we could go on and on about that, but <laughs> yeah, we could we could have the coffee talk here all about it. So work on your posture because my goodness, it matters. It really does. It affects how you move and how you breathe. So thanks for bringing that up, Lacey. Well, we'll be back next week with some more with uh, Miss KB Williams, Kristen, and you can find her and her magical classes on the Lit Daily as well. It's so awesome to have uh, just like a sister from another mister with me here. 100%. I love you. I love you too. Yeah. And to all of you, as always, I'm pulling for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.